0: Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 21 of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode was written while cuddled under the covers with my dog, Penelope, at 6 a.m., three days into our COVID 19 self isolation social distancing time. You know, normally I am not an advocate for working from bed, but Different times, I prefer not to say desperate, different times call for different measures. Writing a podcast at 6 a.m. is also not my normal, but like many of you with little ones at home, my new focus hours are found before 7 a.m., after 7 p.m., and during nap times. My little girl, Camilla, is 13 months old. She's mobile, but not walking. She's a really fast crawler and is cruising, aka using furniture and walls to stand up and hold on while she takes uncertain little steps from side to side. So I've got my eyes on her almost constantly, especially after looking away for five seconds yesterday resulted in her turning Penelope's food and water bowls upside down, among other things. Upside down is kind of what life feels like right now. Even as I'm writing these words on Wednesday, I know that the world could look even more different by the time this episode is published on Monday. We don't really know what to expect over the next few weeks, and whether you're a business owner worried about the future, or you're a new homeschool parent, you're taking your first leap into remote work, or maybe even a combination of all three, unsteady times can have a ripple effect throughout our lives making us question and shift our priorities and struggle to figure out the next right thing to do. That's why this episode is dedicated to finding your North Star, knowing how to define and how to access your personal guiding principles so that during times of uncertainty, both big and small, you can quickly and easily tap into what matters most to you and let your values show you the way so that in any given moment, you can do the next right thing. So today I'm talking about why knowing your core values is more important than you might think, what exactly core values are and what they're not, how to define your own personal core values, as well as core values for your family or your team at work. I'll also touch on how to use your core values to quickly prioritize when you're not sure what to do next or where to start. As usual, you know you can find the details for this episode in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 21, including the core values multiple choice worksheet I mentioned later on in this episode. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes and surprise bonus episodes go live. Last week alone, I published two bonus episodes in response to major shifts as a result of COVID-19 measures, homeschooling and remote work. If you're suddenly in the role of homeschool parent or you're remote working for the first time. You don't want to miss the advice and recommendations of Ty Salvant, founder of NOLA Homeschoolers, and Krista Hutchins, author, coach, project manager, and longtime remote worker with experience leading global teams on multiple continents. How to support small businesses during this time has been an important topic of conversation, as it should be. Small businesses are the fabric of America, and I'm proud to be a business owner myself. One way that you can support my small business without opening your wallet is to leave a review in iTunes for It's About Time and to share the podcast with your friends. In fact, I encourage you to write reviews for any podcast you love, as well as make an effort to like and share social media posts by businesses you love. They're both free, but incredibly impactful ways that you can show your support. Last thing. With the exception of neighborhood walks, I haven't left the house in over a week. I am so incredibly grateful to the team at Shipped for delivering groceries so I don't have to get out and about with Camilla. If you have grocery delivery in your area, I encourage you to take advantage of delivery in order to reduce the number of people out and about. An annual Shipped membership is $99. But you can sign up for only $49 by visiting abouttimepodcast.com forward slash shipped. That's S-H-I-P-T. All right, it's about time we get started. So here we go.
1: Here's your host, time management coach, Anna dearman kornick I don't know where to start.
0: I'm completely overwhelmed. I want to use this time to strip it down, streamline, and get back to the basics. Raise your hand if you've thought or said out loud any of those sentences in the past few days. Based on what I've heard so far, I'd venture to put most people I know in one of two categories. And of course, this isn't scientific. It's just what I've observed. On one side, we've got a group of people who have a newfound abundance of time. Business is slow or completely paused. Work is slow. There just isn't that much that can be done right now. So the days are long and you're struggling to know what to fill them with. On the other side is a group of people who are experiencing an almost total loss of free time. Your kids are at home and you're trying to work remotely or keep your business afloat while supervising schoolwork, chasing toddlers and prepping snacks. Your available time for True Focus is limited and you've put your multitasking skills into overdrive. Or you're like me, And you use early mornings, nap times, which can be unpredictable, and late nights to try and keep things going, only to fall into bed exhausted at the end of the day. For different reasons, being in either camp is hard right now, and there's no right way to feel. But a lot of us share the same feelings of overwhelm and confusion over shifting priorities. If you're not where to start or how exactly to get back to the basics, this is where your core values become increasingly important. But before we dive into core values, I want to take you back to grade school. You can probably picture this quote on a motivational poster in the cafeteria or hear it coming from a high school guidance counselor or youth minister. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I'll say that one more time. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So maybe this is just me, but do y'all ever remember being walked through the process of actually deciding what it is you stand for? I certainly remember being told what I should stand for. But somewhere along the way, it just seemed easier to keep moving through the motions of life without actually stopping to consider things like core values and deep thoughts about my life's purpose. I mean, who has time for that, right? As we get older and become adults with jobs and commutes and bills to pay, stopping to ponder your core values, much less take the time to write them down, isn't exactly going to get a top spot on the to-do list when we have so much else on our plates. Not to mention that in any given day, particularly when spending your time in front of a computer, we're hit with a distraction every 40 seconds. In this ultra-connected, hyper-notification, 24-hour news cycle world we live in, we can barely make it through a single minute without getting distracted. So it's no wonder we have trouble achieving this whole work-life balance thing and finding a spare 15 minutes for self-reflection among the demands of career, family, volunteering, and more. And then we beat ourselves up with a chorus of negative Nancys when we don't get it all right. Writer Annie Dillard said, How we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Simply put, if you don't take the time to define your purpose and use it to set your priorities, your days and your life will be spent living someone else's purpose. Your purpose or your core values, your one thing or your why, as some like to call it, is a reflection of who you are and a guiding light for decision-making of all types. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. By measuring opportunities against your values, whether it's a job opportunity, potential client, meeting request, leadership role, or a hot date, you can quickly determine if something is or isn't worth your precious time. So how do we define our core values? The wonderful thing about defining your purpose or core values is that Contrary to popular belief, it doesn't require a vision quest or some prolonged journey filled with trips to mountaintops or visits to gurus. Chances are you're already doing a pretty good job of living your values, or you feel that tug or imbalance when your time and your priorities don't match up. Defining your core values is as simple as jotting down a list of words and phrases that resonate with you. It doesn't even have to be incredibly deep and it can change from season to season or they can be steadfast and consistent. It truly is up to you. But in a nutshell, your core values are what make you, you. They guide the way we act, the choices we make and how we spend our time. Even if we haven't articulated those values or captured them on a piece of paper, They're still there, and they affect every aspect of our lives, whether we realize it or not. When we honor our personal values consistently, we experience fulfillment. Decisions are easier, and when we don't, something just feels off, and often we try to fix that out-of-whack feeling in unhealthy ways. You've probably heard me say before that time management begins with heart management. And in order to have clear priorities, you've got to get clear on your core values. And that's time management from the inside out. And here's why knowing your core values is so critical during uncertain times. So imagine a funnel that's, you know, big at the top and it gets narrowed down at the bottom or an upside down pyramid. So your core values are at the top in the widest part of that pyramid. Since they represent who you are and what's most important to you, those core values influence the next level down, which are the goals you set for yourself, what you hope to accomplish. Long-term goals, short-term goals, they should be driven by what you believe in. So your goals then influence the next level down, which is what you need to do this year in order to achieve your goals. And then what you need to do this year determines what you need to do this quarter. What you need to do this quarter affects this month. And to keep going down, what you need to accomplish this month affects what you need to knock out this week. And what you need to achieve this week determines how you should spend today. And at the very bottom of the funnel or the upside down pyramid, is the smallest point. And that represents how what you need to do today affects what you need to do right now. To give you an example of how my core values have shaped my life in this past week of social distancing, the core value at the top of my list simply states family first. And you can see my eight core values on my website, by the way, at com forward slash about. Yep, I've got my core values on my about page for everyone to see. And beneath each of my eight core values statements are a few sentences that explains what each value means to me. So anyway, Family first is at the top of my list, and whenever I felt frustration over not having as much focused time to work on my business, I would always return to family first, and that the most important thing that I can do is serve my family and take care of Camilla, especially during this topsy-turvy time. Returning to my values, especially during times of frustration, have guided me toward the next right thing. And speaking of the next right thing, I think we've watched Frozen 2 every single day since it was released on Disney+. Plus. So there's a part in the movie when Grand Poppy, who is the troll king, if you've never seen it, so Grand Bobby is the troll king, and he tells Anna that when you can't see the future, you have to do the next right thing. When you can't see the future, you have to do the next right thing thing. Knowing your core values is what points you in the direction of that next right thing. So your core values are basically the overarching driver of everything. And if you're clear on your core values, you have more clarity about how you should be spending your time in any given moment. It almost completely eliminates those overwhelming, scary feelings of what should I do now or what should I do next? They're the roadmap for how you should be spending your time and they help you figure out that next right thing, the most important thing that you can do right now. And yet, most people will never take the time to articulate their core values and unlock the clarity that can enable them to confidently move from one thing to the next with intention. So we've established that core values are an important driving force behind how you should spend your time and that they can make decisions easier by serving as your North Star. So let's talk for a moment about what core values are not. Core values are not an extensive laundry list of all the things that are very to somewhat important to you. Instead, they're typically five to seven, ideally no more than 10, words or phrases that capture what's most important. So having too many can dilute their power and diminish their meaning. And they're also not necessarily a list of things you've already achieved, They can be aspirational and something for you to aim for in your day-to-day life. They're also not based on other people's expectations. They're not what you should value, and they're not chosen based on what someone else thinks you should believe in. They're yours, and they're personal to you now. If you're ready to create that foundation, that overarching driver of how you spend your time based on what truly matters most to you, let's define your core values. You might want to grab a piece of paper and a pen for this part if you can, but I'll include these steps in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 21. So first, grab a journal and some blank paper and a pen and challenge yourself to write down 100 dreams you'd like to accomplish in your lifetime. They can be anything from places you'd like to visit, books you'd like to read, books you'd like to write, really anything you'd like to do. There's no dream too big or too small. Then, once you've made your list of 100 dreams, take a look at what you've written Which dreams can be grouped together? Can you create categories of dreams that are similar? What themes do you notice? And here's a gut check question Does how you spend your time now reflect any progress in the direction of these dreams? This part is usually when people begin to realize that what truly matters to them and the things that they hope to do, the legacy that they want to leave, they aren't present at all in their day-to-day. And remember, like Annie Dillard said, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. So once you've grouped your dreams into different categories and identified themes that emerge, whether it's family, learning, travel, adventure, service, faith, start brainstorming words or phrases that represent those themes and feel like you. If you need some inspiration, head to the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 21 and download my core values multiple choice worksheet. If you need some inspiration, head to the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 21 and download my core values multiple choice worksheet with more than 100 different values words to choose from. I always recommend circling everything that feels right. So once you've got your big master list of words and phrases, you might remember that earlier I mentioned that core value should typically be a list of five to seven words and no more than 10. So it's time to narrow it down big time. Of all of the words you've collected, take a moment to reflect on each one and ask yourself, what does this word mean to me? What does this represent in my life now? Or what do I hope it will represent in the future? Of all of the meaningful words you've chosen so far, narrow them down to your top 10 or less if you choose, and then rank them from most important to least. Okay, you're in the home stretch. Now that you've got your top 10 ranked in order, ask yourself, is there any overlap? Did I miss anything? Do any of these words make more sense as part of a phrase? Can any of these words be combined into one value? Examples like selfless service or honest leadership, lifelong learning. And then ask yourself, are these easy to understand or do I have too many? It can be so hard to narrow down our core values into just a few words and phrases, especially when we're passionate about so many things. However, being too broad and having too many core values diminishes their importance. Remember, these are your core values, not a nice list of good things. So after asking yourself the previous reflection questions, making sure you've narrowed your list to only what's truly important, Congratulate yourself for taking a huge step toward knowing yourself better and building a strong personal foundation. Crystal clear core values are your guiding light and personal compass for goal setting, prioritizing, and choosing how you spend your time. And they're not just for individuals. You can use the steps in this episode to create core values with your family. This could be a great exercise to do with your children, and you can even create an art project by cutting words out of magazines, having them practice their writing, or drawing pictures that represent each value and more. And you can do the same with your team at work, collaborating on the core values that define your team and its mission. In the book Traction by Gino Wickman, Wickman writes that the vision of your company can be answered with just eight questions. By simply answering eight questions, your leadership team should be able to clearly state your vision and ultimately enable everyone in the organization to see where you want to go. Question number one, what are your core values? And once you've answered this question for your business or your team, you must hire, fire, review, reward, and recognize people based on those core values. Once again, core values form the overarching driver for the organization. And by not defining core values for your team, you have no way of knowing who believes in them and who doesn't. So I'll be sure to link this book, Traction, in the show notes because it's a must read for any business owner or team leader. So there you have it core values are the foundation the driver the north star and the guiding light for everything we do as individuals families as teams and organizations they guide your goals and ultimately influence exactly how you should spend your time on the most granular level your core values point you and the direction of the next right thing. Most people and most organizations will probably never take the time to define their core values, but doing so is the ultimate game changer in living with confidence, clarity, and intention. Don't forget that you can find the steps to defining your core values that I shared in this episode over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 21, including the core values multiple choice worksheet with 125 plus words to choose from when defining your core values. I'd love to know if you've taken the time to define your core values. So I invite you to head over to the It's About Time podcast community on Facebook and let us know. You can find the link in the show notes or by going straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. All right. That's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you stay well and talk to you soon.